I know that there are a lot of school leaders out there who are looking to share their voice out with the masses, who, like me, have a lot of things to say about education. Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you a little bit. Anchor is free. And the great thing about Anchor is there's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. The other great thing about Anchor is that it will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. And it's everything you need right in one area to make your podcast. It's great. So if you're curious about how to start your own podcast and share your voice with the masses, then download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Educate on Purpose podcast. My name is Brandon House, the host of this podcast. Each week, I share strategies and stories that educate and motivate teachers and leaders to teach and lead with excellence, joy, and purpose. If you feel inspired, motivated, or enlightened by today's show, then don't forget to support the show by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a rating or review wherever you are listening right now. This helps support more teachers and more leaders. In today's show, we explore a number of interesting topics like how teachers can achieve their yearly goals without feeling drained at the end of the school year, how teachers can help students achieve their yearly goals, how leaders can support teachers in achieving overarching goals for the school, and how leaders and teachers can avoid the big B word, burnout. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope that you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Hey, how you how you guys doing today? How are you guys doing this week? I know it's been a while since I have recorded a podcast and shared some things with you guys. I took a little bit of a break because, as you know, the end of the school year for a school leader, a principal, can be a little hectic. There's a lot of things going on, and we're about to get into the busiest season of the school year, which is the summertime for principals. And so uh, there's a lot of things going on in my world, but I just had some things that I had to share with you guys this week that I thought might be important as you head into the next school year. So if you're anything like me, you're probably thinking about the school year. You're probably reflecting upon all of the things that have happened. And though this is not something that we expected to happen, you know, you can sit back and look at all of the positive things that have happened and learn from all of the mistakes that have been made and grow from them as we head into the next school year. Despite what that next school year is going to look like, we still have opportunities to learn and grow. And so for me, I, uh, you know, I do a lot of uh, running and walking now that uh, I have a little bit more time on my hands. And so the other day I was taking a walk and I was just reflecting on the school year and I was reflecting on 
all of the school years that I've had in my career, especially, um, you know, during this time, I've just had a lot more time to think. And I was thinking about this, this teacher that I interacted with, probably it was my third or fourth year of teaching. And this crazy scenario happened. I'll never forget. It's the end of the school year. And we are saying goodbye to our kids. And as we say goodbye to our kids, I remember waving goodbye to the buses. And then I walked back to my classroom. And this teacher, her classroom was right next to my classroom. And when I walked into my classroom, I heard all of this commotion Boxes moving, things just being knocked down. And so I go to the next classroom to see what's going on. And I check in and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, oh, don't worry. Everything's okay. I'm just done. I'm out of here. No more. I, this is my last day. I am not doing this anymore. And so I started to wonder, like, what's going on? And I guess she could see what was what was on my face because I was looking at it kind of crazy, like, was it really that bad? Like, I didn't think that the school year was that bad. And she was like, I'm never coming back anymore. I just cannot believe the way that the school year went. I am such a failure. And then she just breaks down crying right there. She's, she's, she's crying. And another teacher comes out. And there's two of these teachers. And we're all standing in the hallway. You know how teachers can get sometimes. We're all sort of consoling. Oh, no, it's okay. But she said something that was really bizarre to me. She said, I just... Didn't feel like I taught anything this year. I just, I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could teach anything. Anytime I tried to talk, Johnny didn't do this, and Susie can't do that, and, you know, I just don't want to have to do this anymore, and I just couldn't, I just can't, and I just don't, and it was, I was shocked. I couldn't believe at that time that there were teachers who actually felt so hurt and so beat up. It felt like they weren't teaching because in my mind, I think teaching is way beyond the content that we we communicate each day in the classroom in front of students. We model what we expect each and every day in the classroom. We we model and we teach what it's what it means to be a great citizen. We teach what it means to be a lifelong learner. We teach what it means to be a helpful friend. We teach what it means to be somebody who l- loves somebody else and takes care of your neighbor. We teach all of those things, but for whatever reason, she didn't feel like she taught anything. At least those were her words. And as I was running just a few days ago, I was reflecting upon this, especially as a leader, and I was thinking, man, I wonder if there are teachers now who feel that same way. And I'm sure somewhere in America, some listener who's listening to this right now is probably thinking, I just don't feel like I taught anything. So I've got some pointers that I want to share with you guys that are just going to help you be, feel better about teaching that are going to help you avoid this, what I like to call this teacher burnout. This is, this is true. Like teachers get burned out because they don't feel like they're making progress in a student's life. So how do we as teachers and as leaders avoid this type of teacher burnout? And how can we do it in a way that makes sense from the very beginning? So that way it goes through our, it follows us through the entire school year. So I've got a couple of things that I want to share, but before I get to that, I just want to say, first of all, teachers, every single year, 
especially this year, every single day, especially in this time, you have made a difference. You will always make a difference whether you feel like it or not. You see, students, when they walk into the classroom, they're looking at the way that you walk. They look at the way that you talk. They look at the things that you say to them and the things that you don't say to them. The, the feelings that you, you give to them are things that will last with, with them for forever. I had the privilege of talking to two former students this week. The last time I talked to them, they were both 11, and now they're 22. And they were just talking about the actions that they remember me taking as their teacher. And I couldn't believe they even picked up on some of these things. It was, it was be- unbelievable because I taught them when they were in the fifth grade, when they were 11. But they remember now, even 11, 12, 13, 14 years ago, they still remember what it was like to be in my classroom, not because of that great math lesson that I taught or this phenomenal literacy course that we led them through. No, it wasn't that. It was because of the actions that I took. So before I go any further, I just want to remind you, teachers, you matter no matter what. You matter from the moment you step foot in the door. Every every action that you take makes a difference. So use it wisely. That being said, let's start out. I want to think about this this uh, approach to teacher burnout in two different ways. I want to help the teachers first and give them some helpful actions to avoid teacher burnout. So that way, when they get to May, they're not packing up their stuff and screaming in the middle of the hallway crying. And then leaders, I want to give you three helpful tips that are going to help you help your teachers avoid this type of feeling so they don't feel like they're lost and they're hurting and they're purposeless because every single educator has a purpose whether they realize it or not and we can define it now so let's get to it uh teachers let's start off with the first action that you need to take before you start the school year this can happen right now this summer as you're wrapping up the school year you have to start fixing your mindset and changing your mindset, if you, if you can rewind and think about the words that she said, she said, Johnny couldn't do blah, 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 and Sarah can't do blah, 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 and I don't want to do blah, 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 blah. Do you hear the commonality in, in the way those sentences start? That negative mindset can erode any type of positive change that you're making in education. So the first thing that you have to do is you have to fix your mindset and focus on something that is positive. Focus on something that's going to make you move and grow every single day. I read this great book. Uh, it's called The Big Leap. And in The Big Leap, there the, the author talks a little bit about how it's important for us to create a mantra, uh, an idea a, a, a set of a phrase or words that you are going to say to yourself each day that are, that is going to remind you of your purpose, of your goal, that's going to help you achieve no matter what. Your mantra has to be something that's, that wakes you up, gets you energized, and gets you ready to go. So my first tip for teachers is, what is your mantra? Right now, spend some time thinking about what are you going to tell yourself each and every single day before you go to school. I know it sounds silly. I know it sounds ridiculous. But 
it is a great way to get yourself motivated. I used to say a mantra to myself as I got in the car, I'm all by myself, I'm driving down the road, getting ready to head to school. I used to say a mantra and then, you know, Brandon, you are a great educator and your kids are going to learn from you because you love teaching them. That's it. And then from there, I just say a little bit of uh, a little prayer. I'd pray for the school. I pray for uh, my students and I was ready to go. I was energized. What uh, another tip for that is, is that if you feel uncomfortable saying the mantra, well, then create a mantra with your students. So you and your students can sit down and you can think about the upcoming school year. What is a phrase? What is a saying? What's a chant? What's a pledge that you could have every single day that allows you to uh, feel energized and motivated for the, the things to come that day? So first tip is what is your mantra? And that helps you Fix your mindset. You have to have a positive mindset on your approach to education. Otherwise, you're going to feel defeated no matter what. All right, so teachers, tip number two is define your reality and then set individual student goals. So let me break that down for you. This is this is like school 101 right here. School 101 is on the first day of school, no matter what, at 95% of the schools that you attend, if you're a teacher, here's what's going to happen on day one when you go into work. Your principal is going to call everybody to the gym or to the cafeteria, or your school district's going to call everybody to the local high school, you're going to sit in the gym, and they're going to cast a vision. They're going to set a a, a bunch of school-wide or district-wide goals that they're expecting every single teacher to adhere to. No matter what, that is what's going to happen. Now, from there, they are expecting you to fulfill those goals. They're expecting you to move your students from that that school-wide goal and help them meet that expectation. So how do you do that? Now it's up to you to really start to define what your reality is. That means the the district educators and the school-wide, the principals, those, those leaders, they are in your classroom every single day and they don't know exactly what's going on in your classroom. Only you do. But you have to spend some time defining your reality. My suggestion is, is in the first two weeks of school, you need to spend some time really, really building personal relationships with every single one of your students and getting to know them as best as you can. This is for two reasons. Number one, you want to know what their interests are. You want to know what they like, what they don't like, uh, what food they eat, what uh, music they listen to what friends they hang out with. You want to know as much as you can because that helps build background knowledge when you start to teach them. The second reason why you want to get to know those things is because when you know what their weaknesses are, you know where you can start from. That is where you start building your goals. So the first two weeks you come in, you learn that Johnny talks just a little too much and that Sarah's just really, really, really quiet. You also know that Bobby really likes football and say Susie likes to play tennis. 
Those are good, important things that you need to know because you're going to use those tools to define a goal for each and every single one of your students. Yes, that means you're going to sit down with every single one of your students, whether you're an elementary school teacher or whether you're a high school teacher that teaches 150 students. I understand this could be a lot, but it's very powerful. You're going to sit down with every single one of your students, and you're going to define a goal that is going to allow them to grow from day one to the end of the school year. That's how you're going to help them move to that school-wide goal. But here's where every teacher makes a mistake. They are only thinking about the academic goal. They're only thinking about, oh man, how can I make sure that Johnny is reading at 20 words a minute more than he was last year? Or how can I make sure that Susie passes the end of course test before the end of the school year? That's all they're focused on. But that is not what motivates students. What motivates students are goals that are personal to them. So you have to be able to understand the student's reality. You have to understand where they're coming from and you have to set a goal that is going that you're going to use as leverage to boost that academic goal. So if you know that Johnny talks just a little too much, then one of his goals is going to be, hey man, every time you come in my classroom, I, your goal is, is that you cannot talk for the first 20 minutes of class. I'm going to keep track of this. It's cool. It's going to be fun. It'll be a little inside joke that we have. But for the first 20 minutes of class, you cannot talk. After that, we'll have a little, we'll have a mutual prize that I'll share with you at the end of each week. If you can reach this goal of not talking for the first 20 minutes of class for four out of the five times of the week. That helps you build that student's momentum. So now this student, each day, they're working for 20 minutes, first 20 minutes of class, they're not talking. Well, in the first 20 minutes of class, you know that's where you're going to get in the most powerful and impactful content that you can get, especially because you know Johnny, that's when he's listening the, the most. And so that is a way that you're going to leverage his academic achievement because he's not worried about math. Clearly he's not because he was talking all day in class. But now that you've set a goal for him to stop talking, now he's going to grow because he has to listen because he's not talking anymore. So think about not only the academic goals, but the personal goals that, that can lead to leveraging your academic goals. So define your reality and then set individual goals. You're going to have to step back, observe the landscape for a couple of weeks, and then meet with each one of your students and define individual goals for them. And then from there, the last point that I would suggest for teachers is this. Define and live your mission. Define and live your mission. No matter what, no, day in and day out, if you know why you come to school, it doesn't matter whether or not you achieve the, the school-wide academic goal because you're not even focused on that. You're focused on helping them achieve, you're focused on you achieving this mission of whatever you set out for yourself. So for me, 
I knew that I grew up in, I went to a school that was known and notorious for being a a terrible high school. And when I graduated from high school, I, I graduated with honors, went on to a private college, and I was light years behind any other other students in my classroom. And that made me feel like there was an, an, a, a lack of equity within education. So my purpose as an educator now is that in urban school districts, I want to provide as much equity and opportunity for my kids as possible. And if I can do that every single day, then I've achieved the mission. That's that's something that nobody else can take away from me. It doesn't matter what my leaders tell me is is the goal because my goal is is that I want to make sure that no matter what I'm providing opportunity and exposure every single day for my students. I want you to step back and think for a second, why did you really become an educator? Think about that for a second. Why did you really become an educator? If it was because you just thought that you were good at teaching, that's not a mission. That's not a goal. Why did you really become a a teacher? If it's because your mama was a teacher and your dad was a teacher and your sister was a teacher, that's not a goal. That's not a mission. You're, You're not doing anything. So I really want you to think about for the next school year, what are you really going to do? Why do you really want to do that? Who are you really impacting? And can you do that every single day, no matter what? If you set that goal and that mission for yourself every single day, you're going to achieve greater than what the goal is that your school-wide leader sets out for you, that your your um, your district-wide leader sets out for you. You're going to achieve greater than that because you have this personal mission that's not going to stop you no matter what. So, now that I've gotten a little excited about uh, teachers, I need to switch the lens a little bit because it's not just the teachers who need to make sure that they're focused on the right things. It's the leaders as well. So leaders, let's step back and let's think about three things that we can do as leaders to, to prevent our teachers from feeling this burnout, to prevent our teachers from packing up their things and walking out the door and saying, I'm never doing this again because I failed at teaching. Number one, for, te- for leaders, you've got to remember you have to set a clear vision. The problem with a lot of schools and a lot of leaders is that they have too many goals and the goals are not clear enough for your teachers to follow. So really think about what is the what is the the narrowed focus? If you had to narrow it down to your goal and your vision for the school for this school year, one specific area that you wanted to improve on, what would that be? Then from there, what is the plan of action? How are you going to motivate and allow your teachers to achieve this goal? How, how are you going to motivate them on a weekly basis, on a daily basis to get to that goal? Your, your teachers need to hear that. They need to know where you're thinking about going. The other thing is, is that now that you've set this clear goal and vision, you need to have pit stops. It, it's too long for us to say, here's our school-wide goal. By the end of the school year, we're going to have 85% of our students reading proficiently on a, on a grade level before, before the end of the school year. That's too long. 
So what you have to do is you're going to say by the end of this school year, 85% of our students are going to be reading on grade level uh, by, by March. And then what we're also going to do is in October, we're going to have a checkpoint. In November, we're going to have another checkpoint. In December, we're going to have a checkpoint. Or at the end of the quarter, we're going to check in to make sure we've reached this level of the goal. At the end of the second quarter, third quarter, we're going to check in and we're going to make sure we've reached this level of the goal. You have to have those pit stops because it, it, it is exhausting for a teacher to for them to even try to fathom what it's going to look like be, between the beginning of the school year and the end of the school year. I learned this from uh, a dear friend of mine, uh, Danny Bauer. If you haven't uh, heard out the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, uh, he is a mentor of mine, and he talks a lot about lead indicators versus lag indicators. So when you're setting a vision and a goal, you can't just say, we'll find out whether or not we achieve this goal at the end of the school year. That's a lag indicator. That means that the damage has already been done. You don't really know how to prevent it because you haven't checked it out throughout the entire school year. So you need some lead indicators, some checkpoints, some pit stops throughout the school year that are going to let you understand what is going well and what is going not so well and what do you need to change. That allows you to be a little bit flexible on your goal and it allows you to uh, to make sure that you can make some adjustments in your action, but not change the vision. What happens is, is that we cast this vision at the beginning of the school year, and then we sort of lose it because there's so much chaos as leaders where we're solving this problem and putting out that fire that we lose the vision. And what happens is, is that teachers define their own vision and it changes and we don't get to define it anymore. We don't get to control the narrative. Well, when you have those lead indicators, at the end of the quarter, we're going to look at this data and we're going to understand why this data is the way it is. And then we're going to adjust our actions so we can get back to the, the, the track or the trajectory that we are anticipating to reach the vision. That's the difference between a lead indicator and a lag indicator. So leaders, point number one, don't forget to set clear goals for your vision And don't forget to take some pit stops along the way to allow your teachers to breathe and understand how they need to adjust. The second thing is, is that now that you've set the school-wide vision, just like I told the teachers to define their reality, it is your job to understand what their reality is. It's your job to meet with every single teacher Yeah, I know it's a little overbearing and it could be a little overwhelming, but it is your job to understand what each of your teachers are going through or anticipating going through throughout each and every day. Then you also want to understand what their goals are. How are they going to create these sub goals that are supporting your vision and mission? How how do they align? How will they support what your school-wide is, school-wide goal is, and how will you support them in supporting that school-wide goal? You guys all need to be on the same page. And if you can do that from day one, if that can, th- those lines of communication can be open from day one, you will have a very, very, very supported staff and there will be nothing for them to worry about, nothing for them to complain about. 
So you have to make sure that you understand what their goals are, what their reality is, and how you can support them in reaching the school-wide goals. And if they're not on, if they're not on the same level, if they're not necessarily attacking the same rigor that you are attacking, then you can challenge them on that. But you also have to understand their reality. Don't let them make up the excuses. Don't let them fall back into that negative fixed mindset, but instead continue to encourage that growth mindset. The last thing is, is that you principals, as well as the teachers, have to define and live your mission. It is so easy for leaders to come into a school and on day one, you're going to be attacked by fires and and challenges and things that you were never planning to encounter each and every single day. It happens to every leader. But if you allow those small things to throw you off track, and yes, I said small, because in the grand scheme of things, there is one, one goal, and that is to help your students achieve their goal to help the students reach their achievement level. So you have to define your mission. Why did you become a leader? Why did you, be, why did you decide that you were going to lead a school and lead your teachers? Was it because, oh, you know, the superintendent said I'd be good at this, so I applied. Oh, well, you know, if I decide that I am going to uh, get my master's degree, then I can get a bump in the pay scale. Once again, that's not a mission. That's not a mission. That's not, that's not a goal. That's not helping anybody but yourself. That's selfish. Instead, you should be thinking about, why did I become a principal for my students, for my teachers, and how can my mission support those teachers that are supporting those students? If you can live out that mission every single day, it is almost guaranteed that your staff will uh, rise to the occasion. They will try their best to rise to the occasion to help their students achieve those goals no matter what. You will have a committed staff that is going to be with you that won't feel burned out because they feel that you are connected to them and they in return are connected to your mission and your vision that you've set for the school that school year. School That school year. So, I hope that helps you. I hope that teachers, you feel motivated at the end of the school year and you're already pumped up for the next school year. Who knows what may happen um, this summer? I know that a lot of school districts are planning on starting school a little bit earlier, doing something online. But I hope that this is something that prepares you for whatever comes in the future. You guys are amazing. Remember that you mean something and don't forget to educate on purpose. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, be sure to rate and subscribe on your podcast app. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about me, please head over to my website at brandonhousespeaks.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at B underscore House Speaks. Also, don't forget to join my Facebook page at facebook.com slash Brandon House Speaks. Thanks for listening, and remember to educate on